Welcome to Splinters, courtesy of The Bench, your Friday night sports fix. Available online and replayed on Triple H 100.1 FM. Now, here's your host, the Lord Mayor, Keith Topolsky. Live Splinters! Live Splinters! Yes, good evening. Welcome to Triple H 100.1 FM. TripleHFM.com.au. You can also download us later at podcast.com. But for now, we are live, Splinters. It's the very first live edition of our podcast, and it is great to have your company for this momentous occasion. It's a wonderful time to be alive in Splinters land, in Bench land, and to commemorate this wonderful occasion. He was here in the beginning. He was here for episode one, and I had to get him in just so he could mark the occasion and celebrate with me. Here's the myth. Here's the seer. Here's the Sage, he's the wise man. He is Matt Mears. Well, hello, Keith. Yes, a momentous occasion for us all to be on live splinters, even enough for me to be in the same room as you as we record splinters. So that must show everybody how big of an occasion this is. We've got a great episode coming up, but stay tuned right till the end of the show. We have an absolutely huge announcement coming right up. Normally, we only have two panelists on the bench. On, on the bench, swear jar out. Um, Normally, we only have two panellists on Splinters and we make room for guests, but in a way, he is a special guest because he worked with a club last year and he can make a contribution to this topic. So to join us on this momentous occasion, here's the spicy chorizo, here's the Italian stallion, he is Dom Rizzuto. Good evening, boys. It's a pleasure to be here on a Tuesday. I'm not used to this at all. I'm used to uh, squealing, squealing away on the uh, Friday nights, but I was going to say, uh, especially this one to Mirzi, do you reckon Keith's been doing the breakfast show lately? What a rousing introduction. Well, I was lucky enough to be on the breakfast show this morning plugging our live splinters he did need a bit of that wise man rub just to uh, make sure that he got the tick of approval from the bosses but uh, I think he did okay bit more work maybe not as good as if I was doing it but hey he's good he, he, if he wants to do it it's all he's come a long way that's he's a, come a long, long way. way that's it's a good way uh, well yeah. I've come a long way and splinters has come a long way and we we made an error last week with Tony Dawson and that's why Tony's been banished this week because he says this week our new south well for foreseeable future anyway Yay. we said our new south wales rugby league preview was over it's not we missed a competition and we have doled out the punishment for tony fortunately i didn't say we missed a competition so i survived the disciplinary panel we're talking harvey norman women's premiership and joining us this evening apart from dom who worked on that competition or the coverage of that competition last year we're joined by the coach of the south sydney rabbitos good evening daniel enday uh, good evening, guys. Now, Danny, we just want to start off. Um, South Sydney last season, agonisingly short of winning the title. How confident are you of going one step further this year? Oh, pressure's on already. Um, look, we've got a, a completely different side this year. There's a lot of young young girls coming up from Natasha Gale uh, and a uh, couple of players from Queensland. So we've lost a lot of, um, uh, I suppose, experienced players. But, you know, we're confident in our own ability and... We've trained hard in the off-season and, um, you know, uh, yes, whilst it was a, a loss in the last couple of minutes, I think, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're on track to uh, perform well. Danny, obviously we spoke about last season, you know, you got so close and you obviously it was one game away. At least that, you know, you've got a target in mind now that, you know, that's the next step. There's not too much else to worry about except going all the way this season. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, it's been a, a little bit of a roller coaster. Uh, I uh, won the, the competition the year before and, and I know how hard it is to do that. So you know, we're, and the nucleus of the team are the same, the same girls. So in those key positions. So um, yeah, you're right. There's only one way, and that's uh, you know get that that uh, extra extra win to uh, to win. I know what it takes, and uh, but the, more importantly, the, the girls have learnt from that loss as well. So well, you just mentioned there that you kept that nucleus. You keep kept the same girls coming through year on year in those key positions. How important is that to build on year to year, having those same players around that have played together before, they have that chemistry. How important is that going forward just in, in building plays for this year and, and having that chemistry right in order to win football games? Yeah, look, uh, you're right. Some of the, the girls that have been playing now for quite some time um, it's just that week in, week out grind that they're used to. Not so much as uh, the, the plays that you're running out there, but it's that professionalism of, of turning up to training, preparing well, eating well, and having the young ones watch them do that. So when they get out to, to perform, they're at their best. 
So for me, those experienced girls and those core girls that are there um, have got the right attitude. And, and that that's just been unbelievable to see some of the, the older girls now see these young girls and turn them into, you know, sort of weekly footballers to get used to it. So, yeah, very important to have your core players. But at the same time, really exciting to see the young ones jump out of their skin and, and, and put the pressure on the the other girls as well. You talk about the young ones, Danny. Obviously, last season was the inaugural year for the for the South Sydney team in, as as the South Sydney team. Um, I know personally, obviously, working alongside you, and I was there. How many people? How many different uh, ladies turned up to training? But now this year, in particular, with the with the obviously the introduction of the South Sydney Pathways and that transgression transgression from transition, I should say, from you know a very young age up to senior division. What was the turnout like this year in terms of players coming through? And obviously, as you said, you've had players come down from Queensland. Yeah, look, um, it was a little bit different this year, Dom. Uh, we didn't sort of have like a, a, a side from the year before. The other one was the Redson All Blacks won the competition the year before and virtually come across the south. So you're right, there was a little bit of a difference. It wasn't really an open trial, but what had happened was we had lost a few of our experienced players like Maddie Studden, who's gone back to Cronulla, and um, Nikita Davis-Welsh, who's pregnant, who's the Australian fullback. <laughs> and um, Jasmine Linde, who's had an ACL and has been out for 12 months. So a lot of those experienced players sort of weren't there. So we had to call upon um, <clears throat> the uh, South Juniors, have a look at some of the younger girls, which I had already looked at last year. So I just handpicked about six or seven girls, and then a few girls had rung up, put their resumes in, and um, we've got a squad of about 30 now, consistently 30 players turning up, and they'll go back to their clubs as well. So we're in a good spot. And, of course, we must ask about Jasmine. You know, obviously, she went down last year uh, to that ACL. How's her recovery been over the last 12 months? Yeah, mate, uh, up and down like a yo-yo. Um, you know, just from the mental side of things, wanting to be out there, not feeling part of the team. And, all, you know, all, most of the sports players will tell you, um, rehab's the worst because you're, you're part of the team, but you're not. But um, she's uh, nine and a half months post-op, so she's probably due back round, I think, round 10 against Cronulla Sharks. So that'll be a big one, Shark Park. Well, you've been telling us about the, the, the new and exciting girls coming through. Is there is there one standout in this new crop? Is there a name we should be looking out on our radar to keep uh, to keep our eye out for because you think that uh, higher honours won't be far away? Uh, I don't want to be unfair to some of the girls, but look, there's, there's probably one or two there. That, um, there's a young girl uh, that's coming through. You might know her brother, Cameron Murray, Brianna Murray. Um, and Bree had a bit of a taste last year. She had one or two games last year. And um, she's uh, super fit, uh, super keen. She listens. She works hard. And, um, you know, seeing her brother play at the moment for South, she's doing a, a, an outstanding job and probably pushing for a state of origin position. But um, And the other one's probably a girl that... that um, look, there's a couple of girls there that are just sort of on the verge of probably playing... Uh, in the team, uh, they probably won't play first round, but there's a couple of girls that have come through that Tashigar system, and we just don't know how they're going to go yet at that level. So it's probably a bit too much to put pressure on them. But I'd say Brianna Murray, a young girl from up in Queensland, Taylor Pilly, uh, sister Amber Pilly's uh, in, the, in the Queensland and State of Origin team, and the All Stars, and she's about two years younger, big tall centre, so and one to look out for. In, in terms of contending for the title because you are, as, as we mentioned before, the the defending runners-up, if you like, looking to go one step further. With the loss of Maddie Studden back to Cronulla, does that place more pressure on someone like a Lavina O'Mealy, who I understand is still at the club, or are you looking to sort of deflect away by recruiting another high-quality halfback? Uh, look, great question. Look, Lavina isn't playing for us at this stage. She has... Ooh. Retired, but not officially. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Keep it, keep that on up the yeah. sleeve. A trick tri- yeah, well, I've got Lavina. She's coming in, just doing some one-on-one uh, sort of um, uh, work with some of the halves and that, which is which is tremendous. Lavina's probably one of the best footballers I've seen, and I've coached a lot of good footballers in the time. But um, she's she's got the brains like you wouldn't believe. So she's just helping out around the place and just helping the young ones understand a bit better. So I don't actually, my halves are completely different. As I said, and I don't have uh, Nakia at the back as well. I don't have Jasmine at lock. And so that whole spine's uh, new. But um, uh, the halves I picked up, Emily Young from Queensland. She's a former All-Star. She had a bad injury a couple of years ago, but she's she's super fit. And uh, Candace Clay from Canterbury, she's come across to us and um, sort of in the mould of Lavina. 
Uh, and then we've got Akira Kelly, young up-and-coming uh, uh, young girl gone through the Canola system, but she's a LARPA junior, known the family um, very well, and uh, so she'll be chomping at the bit uh, in Kari Dor. So we've got enough of those stars, but not as experienced, of course. Big loss loser, Maddie Studden and, and Lavina. Uh, we wish Maddie all the best over Canola, but, um, yeah, but see how we go. Touching, touching on the team that uh, down that got past you in last season's grand final in Mounties, is it fair to say that if they're going to meet you in the grand final again, that they're going to be looking for uh, uh, one or two elite players? Because from the admittedly limited time I had to look at the competition last year, it seemed that Mounties, rather than relying on one or two players, they had depth right across the park. Yeah, it's spot on. They had depth right across the park. They were well coached by Paulie Bent. Uh, they are probably one of the best players in, in, in Australia, I believe, in, in, in mines. She, she's a uh, lot forward to New South Wales in Australia. Um, she was she was their leader, but they had yeah they had they had weapons all over the park at fullback at hooker. They carved us up in the middle there, and uh, out wide they had some really strong defence. And um, you know they they you're right they have got so many so much talent to, to pick from. Uh, but they're going to be really strong again, and they've actually recruited really well again. So they're the, they're the ones to beat. So the pressure's on them, pressure's not on anyone else. And, um, you know, we're actually looking forward to the challenge. Another another team that did quite well last season, although I don't know whether they're going to be able to take that step because, as you say, Mounties have recruited very well and you're looking to rebuild with the halves. Uh, what what are your thoughts on Cabramatta? Because I thought they were probably a little unfortunate not to go a little bit further, even though they might have overperformed last season. Yeah, look, Cabramatta, it's funny you say that. Cabramatta decide that on any day, if they play well, they can beat anything. And it's just a matter of they put it all together. I, I really love their fullback. I forget her name actually, too, which is which is terrible. I, as soon as I hear her, now. but she's really strong. She she um, she straightens up the attack. She's tough. She, she's unbelievable. And their forwards, of course, are, uh, are dominant. So yeah, they they're, they're going to be tough to beat. Cameron Matter, and they've got a great league club behind them to support the women. Uh, so they're doing great things out there. Uh, out there for them, so yeah, they're ones to look out for, that's for sure. Now, one of the teams, uh, Danny. Now, it's it's almost you could say it's a little bit of a rivalry. Now, they've now they're not carrying by anymore. They're Cronulla um, as a team. They've come through, and you know they've got a, a some of your old players playing there. So that's they're already a little bit of a spicy tie going into that matchup. Uh, you know, in a few weeks' time. Oh look, look, Cronulla and it's gone back from Cronulla and Redfern, All Blacks, and Cronulla and South. They're great games, you know. Ruan Sims and, and and the Cronulla girls that have played, yeah, you know, they they give it their all. When we play them, it's, it doesn't matter where we sit on the competition. Um, they really rip in, and um, you know we respect them. There'll be nothing from our end, and you know the way we'll be playing, we won't be sort of getting in there to do anything uh, illegal. But it'll be a tough game as it always is. They they don't hold back, and we won't. Yeah, you know, they're star studded. Uh, I think they've got Brett Kamal is one of their coaches, and. Yeah, they've really recruited well in, in regards to coaching. So, you know, they've they've um, really gone out and um, yeah, kept the nucleus on their side and then they've brought Maddie back and a few others. So uh, we're looking forward to the challenge. Uh, we've also picked up a few extra players and, um, you know, we'll see how we go. We're, we're, we're the underdogs here now, so we'll, we'll, we'll run with that. Well, another team that certainly could uh, be maybe a bogey side through the competition, uh, the, the team from Newcastle, picking up Rick Stone as a coach with a, a lot of NRL and, and other top flank uh, experience there. They'll have a big nursery to pick from, um, and a lot of the, the younger uh, Tushigal squad players also coming up as well. They could certainly be a danger side throughout this competition. Oh, definitely. Yeah, and they've probably got about four or five Australian players in that squad. Uh, state of origin players, country rugby league players. Um, they've got a lot of experience with Beck Young um, heading up their pack. Uh, so, look, and yeah, with Rick Stoney, of course, a former first-grade coach and reserve-grade and been, been in the system a very long time and a, and a brilliant coach, you can only see them uh, improving. So, you know, we know that uh, it's going to be tough out there this year, that's for sure. Now, team that... Uh, really did struggle last year and I don't know whether there's going to be much going for them this year, although you certainly hope so for their sake. Wentworthville, they re- they really were not the whipping boys, but the whipping girls, I suppose, um, to get the reference correct. Have they recruited well? Because I had a look at the squad and I, I have to say I-, I wasn't really, really impressed by what they'd been able to pick up. Yeah, 
Sorry, what was that? I, I, I was just out. I was in the car. That which side was that? Sorry, uh, Wentworthville. They, they were the the the. They were uh, a young team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wentworthville are a very young team, but as you said before, there's huge nursery out there. We played Wentworthville out there um, from memory, and whilst we beat them convincingly, they just kept coming and coming, and a lot of those girls were very young, so they're a year year older, understanding the system. And um, they had some talent out there, that's for sure. And they were big. They were huge. So in the sense that they were big, powerful, they were fit, but they just didn't have that, um, uh, I suppose, experience when it, when it mattered. So, look, like anything, each year it just keeps changing. And whilst Mounties and South might have been the pick last year, uh, next year, you know, this year could be North and, you know, uh, it could be um, you know, the one we're talking about. When we're through, you just don't know. So we don't know what to expect. You're right, you don't know these names, but a lot of those girls that play, some of them play union, they play seven, they're involved somewhere along the line in the system. So, yeah, definitely won't be taking it easy. Uh, going down to the next team on the list, Danny, a side that, uh, from memory, South had uh, some pretty tight affairs with last season. I think it was uh, there was a draw in one particular match, uh, the Canterbury, uh, Canterbury side. Always a really tough side. They've got a great forward pack. Are they going to be much the same this year, or is there any changes? I, I, I well, we've, we've taken one of their players, um, who, who left them. They're five eight, Candace Clay. But um, look, uh, Ellie Walton up front. She, um, mate, they are tough, and um, they breed and tough around Canterbury. And uh, we won't expect anything. For, we play them next week. We've got a buy this week, of course, and next week we play them, and we're not expecting anything other than. A real tough clash, and as you said, we had a draw with them at Belmore over last year. Uh, we beat them uh, at Homebush, but um, always tough, always tough. Well, a side that you probably would have had some links to, particularly through maybe the men's club, is with Norse. I'm sure that last year that would have created some good rivalry on field between sort of the the main the NRL club and the feeder club in the men's. But to be able to actually play each other in the women's, I'm sure that created a lot there. I'm sure that will continue on again this year as well. Oh yeah, uh, look, it's just a, it's, it's funny how these things pan out. Uh, I know both coaches; uh, they're very, very well credentialed. Um, and I, I, from all of the forwards that we played last year, they will probably be the side that had were one of the best drilled uh, forward pack coming off their line and, you know, just doing all those right things. And um, that, that, they go into great detail. So I'm really expecting big things from them. And obviously Norse now coming under the Roosters banner, um, you know, that, that's also uh, going to help them out uh, immensely as well. So, yeah, that, there, there is obviously rivalry. None more so than seeing the boys play Roosters the other day. So that's there we go. Now, just before we do let you go, because I know you've got plenty to do, um, one of the new teams that we'll touch on before the break, um, because we've got a guest from one of the other from the other new team coming up after the break on Splinters, uh, St Mary's. Now, St Mary's they they went into the Ron Massey Cup and Sydney Shield, guns blazing and saying that they were going to win it first up with the num- with the sort of recruiting that St Mary's have done. That they look to me like they they could really make a, a swing at the competition. Maybe not on the same level as your your girls, I should say, or a Mounties, but certainly a team that would have aspirations for the top four. Oh, definitely. Look, St Mary's, is, uh, we talk about nurseries, but St Mary's, the Leeds Club there and the, 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 the footy grounds and uh, the, the knowledge that the football coaching staff and, and players that are, that, you know, they're just footballers through and through. So, uh, yeah, having a look, um, I have no doubt that uh, they'll be ready to, ready to go uh, first round. And it'll be really interesting to see how how that all pans out. So, um, as I said, I think most of the sides are even. I think we're probably, you know, very inexperienced in some regard. But um, yeah, looking forward to seeing some and It's great to see new teams being added to the to the competition to make it stronger. So yeah, look, I I wish them all the best, and yeah, can't wait to play them. One final question for you, Danny. Before you, before that, you go. New season, 2019, there's, there's some big changes uh, with your side. There's some big changes with the new teams coming in. What's your sort of predictions for the or, and expectations for this season going forward? Anything in particular that you can share with us, you know, in your years of wisdom going forward into 2019? Well, I don't know if I've got much wisdom, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I think... Uh, look, I, I just hope that we compete well. Um, we've, we've got enough of experience there for the girls to understand that things aren't going to go your way. <clears throat> and so I'm hoping that um, 
I'm hoping that uh, my prediction is that uh, we compete uh, as best we can every game, and uh, I think if we can win more than we lose, I think we'll give it a we'll you know we'll be okay. Uh, the other thing is, is too for me is, is uh, injuries. If we could stay injury free um, on the back end of the season, I'd get back probably three three really good players. As I said, my my fullback, my lock, and possibly Lavina and a few others. So hopefully we can. Um, Play really well in the, in the on the front end, so that on the back end, moving into that, you know, the the key times, we can um, really push for a for a uh, final spot. Danny Alende, no, that's perfect. Perfect answer. Couldn't have, couldn't have asked for a better question, a better answer to a question. Danny Allende, coach of the South Sydney Rabbitohs Harvey Norman Women's Premiership team. Thank you very much for taking time out of your busy schedule. I know it's tough getting the, the time set aside, that given that you're gearing up for the first round, even though you do have a buy and you're probably trying to get the girls together to make sure that they get a little bit of match fitness under their belt, given that a round one buy is hardly ideal for anybody. But thank you very much for taking time out to chat to us here on Splinters. No, I really appreciate it, guys, and all the best for the season, and thanks, Keith, and the team there, Dom. For, uh, That's right, Danny. Appreciate it, mate. Thanks for coming on. Have a good one. That's right. Okay. That's Danny Allende there from the South Sydney Rabbitohs, and Mirzi, why not take us through the first round, because there's some really interesting matches coming up. Well, there certainly is. First up at Belmore, we've got uh, Canterbury taking on Wentworthville at 11am. All these games are on Saturday. Cabrapana playing Penrith at uh, New Era at 1pm. Uh, the West Tigers, one of our new sides, travelling up to Newcastle to play at Dudley Oval at 6pm. Mounties and St Mary's, that's going to be a big game, particularly St Mary's first one. They'll want to come out of the blocks really well. That's at Albury Keach at 6.45pm. And last but certainly not least, Cronulla versus Norse at Cronulla High at 7pm. South having the bye. Yeah, good uh, good fixtures uh, up obviously up up front. Souths obviously get the bye, uh, in, you know, in the first round. But there's some really entertaining clashes heading forward into this season. Obviously, and some big changes for the competition in general. Um, it's uh, an interesting one. Adding in uh, a few teams this year, uh, you know, it gives indication that that potentially with new teams going into this competition, that the NRL might be thinking of bringing in more teams into the NRLW competition at the end of the year, which is good signs. It's uh, I think expansion. In the Harvey Norman's women's competition is a good thing to is a good thing to show because obviously we want to get to a stage where this particular competition is almost like a an ISP and then obviously we instead of being the sort of the premier competition because despite the NRL sort of coming in and being the premier competition we all sort of know it's still a sort of exhibition competition in a way that they run it alongside the finals you know well, listen, it's, all like the an, players. it's not like the AFL W mm. League or the or the mm. or the women's or the W League where the actual competition runs alongside the men's for the length of the majority of the of the season, so well, the AFL doesn't do that. They actually run in the preseason, and to that end, I think the NRL gets it right running the NRLW alongside the finals. Because when you do have the finals, if you do get standalone sides that don't have a team um, in the competition or have a team in the NRL finals, but don't have a link to an ISP team like your Brisbane's and your Melbourne's, you can move an NRLW fixture down there and people have a reason to turn up early and to see that game and develop an appreciation for the women's game as opposed to the AFL where you've got to see it pre-season. It was just finals last year, though, for the W League, I'm fairly sure. It was it, it, for, the, for the NRL W. Yeah, just, just, just finals. They, they, still played, they, they, they still played it in they, conjunction. I'm saying, if they added a few more teams, they could extend that, as you mentioned, over that period yeah. where we know, where we've mentioned on so many times on this show that we have six NRL games which are just absolute hogwash and no one wants to pay it, watch them unless you're an actual fan of the teams, mm. which have no bearing on the competition. It could keep. If you have those competitions there, it does get people to the games. Absolutely. Halftime here on First Splinters Live history-making episode. It's a wonderful event, and we've got plenty more coming up after the break. Absolutely wonderful moment of, of delight that I will get to experience, a bucket list item. We've got an interview with a beloved West's Tigers player. That's going to be absolutely sensational. Stop shaking your head, Mirzi. I have been looking forward to this all week. It's going to be sensational. That is next right here on Splinters. It's time to hit the ice. You're all about caring Sydney Bears are back for the 2019 Australian Ice Hockey League season with all the speed, hits and goals that ice hockey is famous for. Buy a season ticket package to ensure you're not left out in the cold as your Bears rip and tear with the aim of going one better on last year to claim the 2019 Goodall Cup. Log on to bearsden.com.au for all your season ticket and merchandise options. And for the latest Bears news and updates, tune into the bench every Friday from 6pm. 
Sydney Bears, hear us roar. Sponsors of Triple H. Orkham Hills Women's Hockey Club is looking for players aged 12 and up for our senior grass competition commencing the 6th of April. Games are played on Saturday afternoons at Meadowbank Park at 1 and 3pm. Experience is not necessary and we welcome both mothers and daughters on our teams to encourage a family atmosphere. For more information, call Helen on 0412 836 646, email bhwhc at hotmail.com or head to Facebook and search Orkham Hills Women's Hockey Club. A community service announcement from Triple H. I think that people have become very frustrated with politics at the moment. The development that seems to be happening up and down the Pacific Highway. There's actually 55,000 registered businesses in Hornsby Shire and that is the backbone of the economy of this area. The Hornsby Candidates Forum. Tuesday, March the 19th at Magpies Waitara starting at 7pm. Welcome back to Splinters Live here on Triple H 100.1 FM, streaming live on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au. Eventually, you'll be able to download us at podcasts.com. That is podcasts.com. With me here in the studio, we've got the spicy chorizo. It's Dom Rizzuto, the wise man, Matt Mears. I am the Lord Mayor, Keith Topolsky. And, well, I spoke before the break, and I have to say that... This really is what I want to be able to do because we are all the way through the first hour, the first half hour, I should say, and now it is time to really step it up because. <laughs> really? Uh, uh, is it the proper really? version? Yes, yeah. it, oh, yes, it's it the is proper the proper ver- version. Yeah. It, no, it no, is like the proper, proper version. Yes, yes, it is. It is the eye of the tiger, and we have joining us. From the West's Tigers, Jesse Farapuri. Jesse, welcome to Splinters. Thank you, thank you. Now, Jesse, it, it's been um, a, a, probably a bit of a whirlwind for you with the West's Tigers just coming into the Harvey Norman Women's Premiership. And how, how have you found it uh, training alongside uh, one name that in particular that got my attention, and I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly, Botte Vets Welsh, who played for the Roosters in the WNRL last season. Yeah, oh, look, it's fantastic having her there. She, she's a great leader team and, you know, she just gets girls, like, the best out of all the girls in our team and it's good to follow her lead. You know, obviously, she's a great player and she has a lot of experience behind her. So being able to play with her is, is awesome. It's, it's great. Now, you, you were presented with your jerseys on the weekend by the outgoing chair of the West Tigers, Marina Go. Was the atmosphere at Leichhardt all that you'd hoped it'd be for for your presentation to the crowd? Yeah, it was. It was probably more, actually. I think a lot of us didn't know what to expect. And, you know, as we were walking around the field, all fans were supporting us and backing up. And it just it, it felt awesome to have the, the feel of the whole club behind us as well. You know, it's awesome going into the season speaking that. Jesse, uh, let's talk about some of the the backgrounds of the players and this and the makeup of this team. Where, where, where you all come from? Is it, is it a young side? Is it a, is it a, is it a side uh, with uh, boatloads of experience? What's the sort of makeup of the side, and where have all the, sort of the girls and, and different ladies come from? Well, you know, we actually have a vast range. Though we have um, a couple of uh, new mums in the team, like uh, three or four of us, who just have uh, children for the first time. So we're um, Obviously, coming back from that plane, we've got some young girls who have come up from Tasha Gale. Uh, we've got experienced girls like Bo in the team. Um, and then we've also got like a couple of veterans who have actually played for, you know, a limited amount of years who are still playing and, and guiding all the young girls um, through the team. So, yeah, and it's awesome. We've got, you know, different ages, but we've all just come together. And I just feel that with a great bonding in the team, um, we're going to have a great year this year, I think. Well, speaking of that, what are your expectations for this season? Obviously, new team, new combinations needing to be built. How do you think you'll go? Look, I think uh, we, we just have to build by each game. I think it's hard to say where we will end up or what. I think a lot of our goals is to obviously um, make the grand final in the end. But, you know, as a team, I think our vision is just to work game by game um, and just looking forward to the season working ourselves up and just getting better by each game that we play. Talking about, um, you know, the 
you know, side and you've said you've got through, come through and you've all come from different sort of sides, you know, but you've had the as well the benefit of a really strong Tasha Gale Cup side and the players that have come, have come through that side. You know, is that helped as well to have that sort of youthful experience, you know, coming to the squad? Yeah, it is, you know, um, and, and they are an awesome team, that Tasha Gale team, which is good because um, I guess in years to come, and we know that we have a good feeder system to come up through into our, our um, private women's team, uh, which is awesome. Um, yes, yeah, so, I mean, the talent is great, to be honest. Um, it's awesome. Now, the the fact that the West's Tigers are putting a team in, and we spoke to Daniel Lende, the Souths coach, before the break, and he mentioned that Redfern All Blacks won the competition and then South Sydney basically said, we'll take the team on. Cronulla Carringbar had a team last year before the Cronulla Sharks jumped in and said, we'll take, a team, we'll take the team on. And now West's Tigers, a fully-fledged NRL team, is, is taking on a brand-new side from scratch. How important is it, and do you think it increases the appeal for the women's game to have NRL clubs taking a genuine interest at that grassroots level to push players into those teams and then develop them into WNRL players. Um, yeah, I think it. I think it's very, very important. Um, you know, it also shows how seriously everybody's taking the team. You know, um, the worst thing is that you don't want a team to come in and people don't take you seriously. I think that's the biggest step now is that we've opened the league up to the WNRL and now we need some stepping stones to get to the NRL to make sure that the players who are ready and performing can uh, fit well into the the WNRL. Um, and having the NRL back up just shows uh, where we want the women's football to go and how serious we are actually about um, working our way up to the WNRL. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, it, it is massive. You talk about the WNRL and uh, an expansion, you know, and obviously there's two new sides coming into the into the Harvey Norman Women's Premiership this season with yourselves at the West Tigers and St Mary's. Is is expansion coming at the right time in the women's game? I know it's obviously the it is the fastest growing sector of the game, but you know, sometimes you know you don't want to rush these decisions, but has the expansion of the two new sides in the competition come at the right time? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. Um, you know, uh, as the women um, game grows, like you said, it is growing at a very fast rate. Uh, but I think they're actually moving at the right speed. You know, uh, this year that the WNRL only have four teams again, uh, just to keep that high standard. And you know, obviously, hopefully, maybe next year or the year after they add maybe one or two more teams. It's exactly the same with Alcom. Um, you know, we've added the two more teams. We need that expansion, um, and now we can, you know, obviously work with the teams that we have and then hopefully in another maybe year or so we can add like another one or two teams just to grow the, the comp again. Um, obviously, there's a lot more girls wanting to play in our own now, so it's always just going to keep growing and growing and growing. Well, you mentioned you mentioned that the, the the slow build for the the WNRL with only the four teams now. AFL seem have gone down the path where they'll have the many teams in that in that national level and then try and work their way down. Whereas we're seeing with the rugby league that they're that they're coming through the the Tasha Gale, then this competition, and then going up to the WNRL. Do you think that having that expansion from the ground up rather than the ground uh, rather than the top down from that the AFL is trying to do? Do you think the rugby league way is the better way in order to get um, the players ready for that big time competition? Uh, yeah, I, I do in a way. I guess um, there's no right way of doing it. Uh, I guess this way that if you do it from the bottom up, um, you're kind of just starting uh, a course ability to be able to build up. You're making all the groundwork before you you know, build up to the top where, I mean, I guess in the other way around, it can sometimes be a hit and a miss. Like you're starting from the top trying to work down uh, if you don't have the right players and uh, the right people showcasing um, the, the program, then it may not work. You might not get the attention that, that you seek or the following behind um, the sport. So I guess, yeah, I think the NRL is doing it the right way. I think it, it, it's only going to take a matter of years before it you know, um, kind of explodes and people follow it, girls want to play it, it's, yeah, it will come. The time will come and, and it's happening now, so which is pretty exciting. 
that that development from the ground up do, does mean that you're going to have um, players learning the game at a younger age. Obviously, the girls uh, in rugby league are allowed to play alongside the boys until the age of 12 when they separate girls and boys for obvious reasons, given the physical development uh, and uh, biological reasons. What can what do you think can be done in terms of developing that little uh, gap there and or getting rid of that gap, I should say, in that 13 to 16 age bracket? Because now that you've got the Tasha Gale Cup for the under-18s who can basically play down to 16. There's that four-year gap there. Do, do you think that there's a role there for the New South Wales Rugby League running the Tasha Gale Cup, maybe to introduce another competition under that so that you've got Tasha Gale running alongside SG Ball and then another competition running alongside the Harold Mats? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see why not. Uh, again, I guess I would just take it back to that extension. Um, it, it probably will take time. I mean, uh, they they may already be looking at things like that, but yes, it does make sense to create another two competitions below and make that uh, pathway uh, more visible for for the females. Uh, also, you know, they may do things like um, to have like little girls teams at younger ages where they're like they are just um, a girls competition. I guess that all just comes with um, making sure that they have enough. Um, girls or women to play the sport to be able to make those competitions. Uh, they don't want to make the competition and then they don't have as many teams to play each other. I guess they want sound base before they decide to do that. Obviously, you touched on what my next question was going to be there a little bit there, Jesse. But, you know, the game has come in, especially on the, in the women's game, has come in leaps and bounds, uh, you know, yeah. over the last couple of years. Uh, but there's obviously still quite a few steps to be taken. What are those... For you, those next key steps, obviously, bearing in mind what you just mentioned before, what are, what would you say are the, are the key factors and the key moments that the game needs to take to expand the women's competition in and game in the correct direction? Uh, personally, I'll say that uh, we do need to maybe expand um, the competition uh, in the lower age group to, to channel more of um, the attention towards playing NRL at a younger age. Um, there's so many different sports, like you've got soccer, you've got AFL now, and those two sports are quite big for females now, so a lot of girls will look to play those sports because they're in career. So the NRL is possibly playing a little bit of catch-up because we're not as big as those two sports as yet are uh, in the female sector. So I think that if we can create a base um, of growth for the girls, then um, then we can work up to the top and obviously create um, more teams in the WNL and things like that. And then you know that way of expanding. Um, yeah, I, 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 like I said before, I I see it happening, but I just can't say when. You know, whenever they are ready to open the the competition up. You talk about uh, that participation at a, at a much younger level for, for the really young kids out there. What are the steps, though? And what do you, from a player's perspective, how do you encourage young girls to go and play rugby league? What what are the key key elements there in getting you know players to go and play rugby league and not AFL, cricket, or, or soccer for that matter? Um, I think it's it's teaching them that. Um the right way to play. I think if, if younger girls understand that uh, NRL is a fun game um, and it's a great learning game, uh, then they might um, see it. I think for so long it's always been seen as, as, a, as a boys' sport um, and that it's not so much for girls. So I think if um, the more that we can get the message out there that it's a great sport, um, it's fun, there's a pathway that you guys can reach. I think that there would be a lot more attraction towards the sport. I think at the moment um, you might ask a couple of little girls, oh, what would you like to play when you're older? And, you know, most likely they might say soccer or AFL. Um, so I just think the knowledge of the game needs to get out there a little bit more that, you know, that everybody can play the sport. It's not just for um, the boys to play. Well, we'll touch back on you personally just for a moment. Is there anybody, any players maybe from the, the NRLW, some, some, some players that you've looked up to, or just anybody in particular, maybe some, some rivals from 
um, coming through the grades that you're really excited to play against in this upcoming season? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess um, I have only been playing the game for maybe three or four years, so um, the excitement of for me is, you know, to play against, I think some of my own teammates drive me to um, obviously reach high levels and, and perform well. Um, like obviously, we've got players like Charmaine Nathan, who have previously played um, in the Origin. I know you've got Bo, who's played um, for the Māori Girls, and also um, New Zealand, also uh, the Roosters. So, you know, we have a lot of inspiration within our own team. But, uh, you know, I love coming up against opposition uh, and obviously learning about myself and how I play, also how I can better myself against the opposition. So I, I think there's a lot of talent within um, the competition. Um, obviously with the Gillaroos, a lot of Gillaroos are in our competition as well, so it's good to see um, where the bar's at and where we have to reach not only individually but also as a team. Um, yeah, so... Well, your first game, and we'll we'll finish up on this note because time is getting away from us, and I can hear that you've got uh, some people floating around the house that you might have to help out um, quickly. But your first game this weekend is going to be up at Dudley Oval against the CRL Newcastle team. What's it going to be like facing up against the defending, I suppose, st- women's state of origin player of the match in Isabel Kelly, who is really, I suppose, almost the pin-up girl of women's rugby league at the moment? Yeah, no, definitely. You know, she is, she is an awesome player. She, you know, can't fold her really. You know, she's a great inspiration for those other younger players. Uh, for our team, uh, it, it's going to be a hard challenge. You know, it's never easy. It's, it's the first match of the season. Uh, you know, everybody is wanting to win. Um, so I think we just need to go out there um, with open mind and just play for each other. I think our team works really well. Uh, you know, when we actually play for each other, we work hard and don't worry about, like, who's in the other team. Uh, you know, I think a lot of the girls get intimidated by some of the other players, which is, you know, understandable. But at the end of the day, you know, we're there to do a job. We're there to play and we're there to um, take the two points off Newcastle. So, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a hard game, a tough game. But, you know, I believe in my squad and and all the girls. I think, you know, we can take it to Newcastle on the weekend. So I'm, I'm pretty excited. Well, I know that there's at least one person in the studio who's hoping that you put 100 points on Newcastle and very much looking forward to when you do team up with the men's first grade side during the season and hopefully I'll get to announce more than a couple of tries for you. But, Jesse, it's been great having you on Splinters and thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us tonight. No worries. Thank you very much. Cheers, Jesse. Have a good one. Thanks. Bye. Jesse Farapuri from the West Tigers the 2019 Harvey Norman Women's Premiership side, I certainly hope. Keith, you've obviously been a bit closer to that side in particular. We'll, we'll get back to you in a second to ask your thoughts on you them much. going into the season. But, Matt, we'll talk about that that expansion again at, the, at this at this level. It can only be a good thing. It can. And you, you see with the, the AFLW, they expanded this year. They... they they tried to get the interest that they have. They're not quite as new as they once were when they were drawing the big crowds. Like, they, they did get to do some special things. They had the first game at the new Perth Stadium, so obviously that drew when they first season. They they played at the right grounds. Their first ever game, they played at Optus Oval down in Melbourne, holds about 25,000. They had to lock the gates on that. But you have that first new newness, and then once it sort of becomes... A, more of a staple than being brand new and shiny. It's how you build on that. And the AFLW, they're finding it hard. They've expanded. They've got more teams trying to have those allegiances there from the men's teams coming through, but still facing their challenges. It's going to be the same with the with the NRLW as well. They're going to. I'd say they'll probably stick with the four team format this year. Play alongside the finals and and have it that way. But when they do need to go to expansion, they'll have to do it really smartly to try and find a way to, to have their own niche, to find their own audience. Keith, I was about to ask you, obviously the new West Tigers, new to this uh, season, they got a tough matchup for round one against Newcastle, CRL Newcastle, I should say. 
you're closest to them, well, closest to the knowledge of that side more than anyone else in this uh, in this room. What what are your thoughts on their season going into 2019? I, I think I think what they do have is a really good pack. The the problem's going to be in terms of going with Newcastle, it's going to be in the back line. You got Isabel Kelly, and that that really is all you need to know. Having said that, the Newcastle side that they have plenty up front in their pack as well. Holly Wheeler, Rebecca Young. I don't think she's playing, but Kylie Hilda might get get a gig. Hannah Southwell certainly in the pack. Melanie Howard's filling in in the halves for Caitlin Moran, who did her ACL last year. She's been out almost 12 months. She did it in May last year. She's probably due back in May. It's a 12-month injury because they don't have that full-time physiotherapy behind it. But no Caitlin Moran gives West Tigers a shot. I'm really hopeful. My heart says West Tigers by 100, but I think Newcastle will probably just be too much for them. But there's plenty of teams that can really make a mark. Obviously, you've got the Mounties and the Souths that are really that top-end team and Cronulla and the Newcastle as well. They're on that top tier. But then, aside from Wentworthville, as Danny said, being so young and still very young, the rest of the competition is pretty much evenly matched. You can take six teams. You've got six teams that all have legitimate claims to those last four spots in the eight. And I think that's going to be a real feature in that all due respect to Wentworthville, they are a bunch of kids, and I think that's what's going to really be a struggle for them. Wentworthville is an interesting one because, as you mentioned, as we mentioned before, they're a young team, but they, unlike a lot of these teams, they barely have any backing from any from any of the from any backing from any of the clubs, even the Wentworth club themselves. Like I know for a fact that I had a, a friend of mine who knew a young guy who was there who was their physio on weekends and. They, you know, they, their support staff is very minimal. You know, their, their time on the field is 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 lacking. Uh, you know, but as we mentioned, they're a side with uh, uh, in a nursery in an area that has a, a a great rugby league nursery. So they really, this could be their year that you know if they get a few wins under their belts and they and they're stronger than they are last they were last season. You'll get. Uh, players turning up and wanting to and wanting to play. Couldn't say that any better. It's it's the results on the field that that breed that interest. And when the when the girls have someone local like that to look up to, and they're getting that exposure, they're getting that out in the community, and they can see that they're winning. Then that's what's going to attract them. So as I said when you, you obviously it, it takes that time to build up, but as you start getting those wins on the field, that's when you'll start to see even more growth coming through. We've talked about expansion. We've talked about growth. Mirzy, it is time. It is time to announce that Splinters is also expanding. We're not talking about the waistline because I've already expanded my waistline. Yeah, I don't want mine plenty. to expand anymore. So, Mirzy, let us in on the up to you guys. <laughs> there, there is plenty of expansion happening, not just in women's rugby league, but in Splinters as well. Well, we're, we're, we're almost growing up here on Splinters. We started out on podcast.com and... Uh, it's been absolutely great. We've Which had we will t- remain loyal to. We uh, will remain. remain loyal. You're, you're trying to spoil our announcement, <laughs> but as I said, we've, we've loved our having our, splot, our slot on Triple H on Tuesday nights as well. That will also continue, but we've graduated. We've finished high school, so to speak. We're out into the big world. The hats go in the air. The hats go off in the in air. Case, the headphones. The microphones. The headphones. Yeah, don't, don't trust <laughs> the studio the too no. much, but we are now available on iTunes, TuneIn, Spotify, all the places where you can get great podcasts. Splinters is now somehow always almost like it shouldn't be there, but it is feeling like we're graduating. We're in the big time now, so you'll see us coming out on our social media pages very shortly with some new artwork as well to represent the people that make up Splinters and make up the bench. So it's a great occasion for us. We're graduating we're coming out into the big world. We're now where all good podcasts can be found. So tell your friends, let them know that we're a podcast to listen to and we're just really excited to be able to take that next step with Splinters. And we have to give thanks to our new Splinters sponsor. Not only are they sponsoring the bench but they're sponsoring Splinters as well. And that's our friends at the Sydney Bears AIHL team, the Australian Ice Hockey League. It's great to have them on board. Pretty soon we'll be having an NHL playoff preview edition. We'll have the AIHL season preview as well. And Mirzi, Splinters, not just graduating, but we are almost completed the first bachelors. We're going for the Masters and the Honours. Well, this is said, just as, as we grow, as the bench grows on a Friday night, as Splinters grows as a podcast... It's just 
occasion after occasion after occasion. And we're not going to rest on our laurels. There's a lot more to come. We know that. We're working hard in the background on bigger and better things. So all I can say is watch this space. But just it's a great night for us here at Splinters. And I have to say, Dom, our new podcast artwork, our little avatar, if you like, I never knew you had such a wide head. <laughs> I knew Shane was a grumpy it's old bugger, a, but I never knew your head was so wide. such large amounts of sporting knowledge, Keith. <laughs> what about I, the ego? Can't keep it all in. Oh, that's true as well. <laughs> can't keep it all in. But, of course, no, it's, it's fantastic times, especially you two. You've done a great job setting it up. And, of course, a big thank you to all the people who have been listening in. Of course, we wouldn't have been anywhere about Hayden their numbers. Hayden Brown is stacking the numbers at the moment. He's dead set <laughs> stacking it. He is. He and, said of course, to all the guests out there who come on week mm. in, week out to keep the numbers uh Looking pretty for us. It's been it's a fantastic achievement for ourselves here on Splinters, and obviously from from what it started on the bench. Um, and we said the the only way is up for us at the moment. So as me as you said before, keep tuned in, and we'll and expect the premium content to keep rolling from us here at Splinters and the bench. That is it for this week's special live edition of Splinters previewing the Harvey Norman Women's Premiership and making the big announcement of our migration, of our graduation, of our growing up, of our continuing education. Dom, it's been a pleasure having you as the third wheel, if you like, on this week's Splinters. <laughs> and uh, you'll be back fairly soon, I hope, to talk about another couple of big issues that are brewing in the world of sport. Yes, absolutely. And, of course, we'll have the we'll have the bench this Friday as well, which I'll be returning to this week. And, uh, again, I'll be around and always helping out as the uh, as the third wheel. Mirzi, <laughs> it's been your pleasure as always, certainly not mine. Oh, I'm coming to save you again. I, I save you. I save you on breakfast radio. I, I save you I on I the bench. I just have to keep propping you up, keep making you look good, and that's what I'm here for. You're the you're, you're the brain sees the beauty. What can you say? Oh, yeah, yeah, if, definitely. I'm, if I'm the beauty, then we really are stuffed. And if that, he's the brains, then he's... <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll, I'll take that as well. My name is the Lord Mayor Keith Apologies. Keith Topolsky. See, that's this, another. He doesn't even know he's his own name, name now. now. That's a hundred dollar fine. That is. We're not even I'm knowing so, your so own you name. You can screw so up the panel. You can screw up Jazla. You can say. You can say my team. You can say they were rubbish. You can swear on air. But if you screw up your own name, hundred dollar fine. We'll put it on the bar at Magpies by Tara. <laughs> well, we're Speaking of Magpies by Tara, the candidate forum for the Hornsby electorate coming up very soon here on Triple H. So stay tuned for that. It's been a pleasure having you on board for this momentous episode of Splinters. But for now, it's goodbye. Hello, I'm Sam Mamone, sponsor of Triple H.